Hi, Torley here with another LAN tutorial for you. And in this one, to avoid any confusion, I took this parcel back. Remember, this one was previously owned in another tutorial by Belmont Tester to show you what it looks like to buy and sell land. Well, in this case, I click here about land. It's back in my hands because I'm going to show you about, about land. In here, there are tabs and you can access this either, either <laughs> if you're the owner or if you're a group member that has these permissions. Now, groups are considerably more complex in some regards, so I'm not going to cover that, but I will go over it with a simple single owner for your benefit. So name. This is the name of the parcel that shows up right here. If I were to change it from video to like Hideo, as in Hideo Kojima, <laughs> then Hideo, see, it changes the name. And whoop, the description is how you find it. It's good to put keywords. Notice here I put keywords enabling people to help find my video tutorials. Because if you go to search and search for something like watermelon, I bet my parcel will show up. Or not. Why not? Because in options, I don't have it set to show place in search. Uh, this is very important. If you're wondering why huh, so someone can't find your parcel, make sure to have this checked. Then they should be able to find it. Notice that when I have it checked now, go back to search, search for it. There we go, right? There it is. And this is our older school search thing. In new search right here, this has other kinds of search options and it uses Google search appliance, which just means it probably gets you better results, okay? But moving on here, because there's a lot to cover. Abandoned land. You hardly ever want to do this. This, in most cases, is actually what I would call a foolish thing to do. It just means you throw your land away to Goverland and you don't get anything back. Just throw it away. That's why abandoned land. See, it warns you, release this land. Oh, don't, don't do it. It's a better idea. If you really need to get rid of land fast, sell it for an under-market price. That way you get some Linden bucks. You, Linden dollars. Da -la -la -la. Uh, but you don't just throw it away. Now, these sorts of other things we covered by land before. These two bypass isn't too, too uh, useful in most cases. Buy for group can be useful if you want to buy land for a group, like it says. Traffic. Now, this is a controversial sort of thing, which I'll get into because, hey, I, I enjoy controversy in that respect when I can proactively address it. Traffic is a measure relatively of popularity. There's an algorithm, a formula used to calculate, for example, the number of time avatars per day spend on your parcel, divided by how many other times they spend on other people's parcels, and there's a fractional equivalent of that, and all sorts of math. What you don't need to do is you don't need to worry about this, because in the longer term, we are probably going to phase this out as better solutions arise, and... So don't worry too much about traffic. There's some places I know that in popular places they have high amounts of traffic, but in the future, since it's gamed easily and since people can do all sorts of nasty scams to get up there, not saying these people necessarily did that, but just saying it's happened before and it will happen again. Don't worry too much about that. Focus on creating quality content and having a nice experience instead and getting the people you care about on your land. Claimed, this means when the land, when you bought it, okay? So, or when you just acquired it, usually through buying though. And uh, area is the square meters, the size of it, of course. These group options, I should cover this in another video tutorial. Covenant, you can't change this unless you're an estate owner. And in the mainland, it doesn't apply really. So don't worry about it, just skip that. Objects, this tab is very important to know. The reason why is it tells you how many prims you have on here. So as you can see, I have a lot of stuff on my parcel. 
And that in total was taking up 556 out of 703, which means I can place 47 more. If I were to place one more, like there, that would decrease to 46, okay? And it doesn't show anything, you have to click to refresh it. Click this again and refresh it, okay? So if it shows zero, just remember, click to refresh, and it can have a total of 703. Now it can show different breakdowns. If I wanna show what's owned by the parcel owner, show and it makes them glow, right? Because I'm the parcel owner. Object owners right here, if I refresh list, I own all the objects on this parcel. But if someone else were to place it, let's go over to Mike's account, this is great to have him on the other screen. I mean, not Mike, Belmont, <laughs> Belmont's account. Then he can right click and he can create a prim. Say so he creates a couple of them, right? He makes a couple. Let's go back to Torally now. And you'll see, it doesn't auto update, you have to refresh it. Parcel counts can be an intensive thing. So now, Belmont Tester has two, just like we see, and they count. So if anyone else puts stuff on your parcel, yes, that does count. And you can keep refreshing as you please. Or what you can also do is you can auto return. I mean, if you don't want someone else putting their stuff on your parcel, then you can return it. Now, what I'm wondering about here is why it doesn't show for owned by others. Let's see and refresh that if that counts there. Hmm, because he technically is someone else. Oh yeah, owned by others. There we go, show. That should show this cube. Yeah, oh, there's only one there now. Oh, there's two. That's not quite accurate. That's kind of weird. It should show that there's two because there's two in the list. But, long story short, refresh if it looks wrong to you. And owned by others just means these are objects that are owned by other residents. Sometimes there are parcel count bugs. If you don't like someone else cluttering what you've got, you can easily dispatch that by clicking on their name and return objects. So, yeah, he's got two objects. It says right there, there's two. And okay, those will be sent back. So notice when I click okay, poof, they have be returned to him. And when I go back to Belmont's screen, he'll see that yes, they've been returned right there, as you can see at the bottom. So he'll make a few more, because he's annoying me like that. And if he keeps clicking and making a lot, if you'll eventually get to the point where the parcel is full, let's keep clicking. We're just on a crazy spree. Yeah, cannot create object because the parcel is full. Now, notice other people who are visiting who can't modify your land, they can see if your parcel is full, okay? They can, just for their reference purpose, so it's stuffed. Nothing else can go on there. And Torley's kind of displeased because, I'm back on Torley's screen now, because there's just full of crap and clutter, right? So when Torley goes to refresh here, he's like, ah, refresh. You got, you got too much stuff, Belmont. I don't like that. that. That's not cool with me. I'm just gonna go ahead and return every other object that's not owned. And again, group is something else. You can set objects to group. I'll show you a brief example of that later. But I can return others, meaning anyone else except for the owner. Torley Linden, remember I own this, but Belmont Tester, he owns all those. And anyone else who puts stuff on here, I can just go ahead and return that. And it tells you, yeah, be careful. Make sure you want to return them because sometimes you have a friend and they, they, they put stuff out there you like and you didn't mean to return it, which is why the bottom part is useful if you want to go by name. But if you want to do a blanket return, then you can do that. And it refreshes and it shows you, ah, good, free prims. I got, I got a prim allocation again. If Torley were to place more objects out, then of course it would increase his prim count. If other people place it out, then increases theirs. Selected and sat upon, 
This isn't always accurate either. I'm not sure exactly what that means sometimes because sometimes I sit on stuff and it doesn't count. But in this case, yeah, it increases. I'm not sure why it shows 97 when I'm just sitting on a two-prim seat. Puzzling. Just keep in mind this, this isn't always totally accurate, but keep, keep it, it's a good thing to keep. And you can sort, of course, you can sort by clicking these, these columns, although there's just me there now. And auto-return. This is convenient because this lets you just return stuff, junk, if it's just in the background. Let's set it to one, and let's put a bunch of Belmont's stuff out. And let's watch as it gets auto-returned to him, okay, while I'm explaining the other parcels. So he's going to plew with more crap. Auto-return is good for keeping things automatically clean. Okay, so notice there's all this junk here in the background. This will be sent back to him in a minute or so. And let's go into options. These options are really important to understand because of several reasons, one of them being the control over your land. Edit terrain. This is something you want to be very, very cautious about because if this is checked, you almost never want to have this checked. It means other people can modify your terrain and change the slope of your land and the height and lower it, and they can inadvertently or in intentionally maliciously return objects to you if this is checked. It means they can just bash up the ground, really. And so... Usually this is restricted to the landowners. You don't want to keep this on. And I've got a video tutorial on land terraforming, which is coming up. Create landmarks. This is kind of useless, okay? It determines whether someone can go to world and create a landmark here. If they can't, then it'll just tell them an error. It's useless because you can make a slurl. Remember, just like Second Life, like the World Wide Web, you can have an address to any place in the world. Even if you can't directly teleport there, you could still say, hey, I know where that is, and you're not going to hide that information. So create landmarks is, again, pretty useless. I, I say just leave it on. Fly. Now, this is if you allow residents to fly. Sometimes you don't want them to fly as part of the experience. And why are those blocks still staying there? It's been a minute. Okay, well, we'll, we won't be so impatient. But sometimes you want to control the experience, so if I uncheck fly, and let's go back to Belmont's screen, and it doesn't take place right away, but it takes place if he goes off and back onto the parcel. Okay, so say he's going, he's going he's gonna to fly off a bit. And, okay, he's flying, right? And then if he walks back onto this parcel, then he won't be able to fly. If he flies through and goes on, he, he, can, he can keep flying. That's to avoid disrupting someone's flight. But if he walks, oh yeah, there we go. See, they got auto-returned. Woohoo! and the clutter is gone. Okay, so. If I were to try to fly now, my body, whoop, ouch, is grayed out, and he can't fly. Okay, thanks Belmont for being my test, dummy. Uh, <laughs> create objects, it's of other residents, can even res objects to begin with. If you uncheck this, okay, then let's go back to Belmont, and then he's going to try to create a new object. Nope, can't create objects because that's restricted. This is good for avoiding some sorts of griefing and other sorts of littering, okay? Object entry, this is even more restrictive. It's if someone tries to push something in through the border. So let's head out to the border of this parcel. Here's a very easy example of what restrict objects does. So across this property line, and by the way, to turn those on and off, view property lines, is Torley's watermelon parcel right there. And with restrict objects on, it will make it. So if I try to push an object over like this, it'll tell me I can't reposition. Permission denied. And when I click somewhere else, it'll slide back. This is good in a lot of cases. However, there are a couple workarounds. It's not perfect. 
If I were to sit on it, then I can move over, and then I can stand up, and the object stays there. Ooh, hello there. The reason why is because when someone's on a vehicle, they need to sit on a vehicle, and we don't want to disrupt that. We don't want to suddenly fling them off if they try to butt in. Uh, and if they don't know, because the airspace, how can you tell sometimes? It's not easy to see where the parcel divider's on. And they might just be passing by in a few seconds. So that in itself is not a big deal. Another problem is if you're in another region, like that's in Grasmere. So I'm in Borodale right now. I just crossed the region boundary. In the mini-map you see it's right next to the region boundary. You can slide objects in from another region. So that's problem if your region is, I mean, if your parcel is adjacent to another region. See, it stays like that. It's not a perfect thing, but it helps in a number of cases, and that's better than not having it at all. So let's go back to Torley's screen. Hi there, Torley. And let's go back to About Land in the Options tab. Now, let's have a look at what Run Scripts does. If I turn it off for all residents, that means that only non-parcel owners, scripts and objects, which are set to the same group the land is set to, or owned by the same group the land is owned by, will work. And I need to turn on fly for this and create objects. So let's go ahead if I just check those. And by group, again, like these two for create objects and object entry, it's the same group here in the general tab, the same group that's specified, and this land is not set to a group right now. If the land is group owned, then it's going to say group owned, and it's also going to show the group right here. So just look here if you're ever curious what group it belongs to. And by the way, there is a gotcha, which is that if there's no group, that means that if an object is set to no group, then the script will still run. It's a bit confusing, but to avoid that, just set it to a specific group. So I can go ahead and set it to, let's see, Torley Council. That sounds good. And let's flip over to Belmont's screen. Belmont is over here. He's come out of the water. He's going to cross back over the parcel. Here he comes. And I have a couple demo items I'll quickly show you. The first would be an animated drink. These are pretty popular. And when scripts are off, it's not going to work. Right-click this watermelon cooler and wear it. And it's in his hand, but it's not being animated. Remember, like it says icons up here, you can look. This means no script. And by the way, you can click these icons to see what they do. This land has outside scripts disabled. It doesn't work. However, there's actually a workaround. It's done also to, pre to um, prevent vehicles from being stopped, since vehicles, like planes, are often physical, scripted objects. If you fly high enough, just fly about a ways, then the script will again work. See? Right there. So he can have his watermelon cooler in peace, but he's up here. So it's not an awe block, but it's useful for situations closer to the ground. Just keep that in mind. So I'll detach this, and now I'm going to show an example with this firework launcher. Right-click and edit. And since it's set to a group, the VidToots group, but it's not set to the Torley Council. Remember, that's the group, and he is not in the Torley Council, so he can't set that. So it's not going to work. But back on Torley's screen, if Torley decides to change the group, and sets it to the, the, Tor, I mean, the VidToots group. He changes it from Torley Council to this VidToots group. Now, the script on this will run. Notice already it has blinking light and it started to run because it's programmed. Whoop, it's a note card that popped up back on Belmont screen. It's programmed to shoot out these fireworks when I click. And it launch shortly. 
All right, so that's how that works. And if Torley wants to take away that as well, back on Torley's screen, Torley can be sort of a Grinch, and he can go to options and disable run scripts for even the group, so only the single parcel owner can work it. Now back on Belmont's screen, if he tries to click for more fireworks, no joy. So that's how that works. So safe, this means that, I actually, I, let me show you, a land that's not safe is land that you can be hurt on, obviously. I'm gonna teleport to Jesse. This is land that's not safe. It's a war zone, in fact, and it shows that you have damage with health on there. You see, that's a health allocator. And yeah, it says it's not safe. You see, I can't edit it because it's not my land, but it says it's not safe. So it allows for damage, meaning if I'm gonna crash into stuff where I'm gonna start jumping and falling and, and getting hurt, uh, let's see. It's pretty tight in here. I wonder if I can actually hurt myself. I have to fall off Big Cliff or something, and then you're going to see it. But it's good for combat. However, a lot of residents, okay, this should hurt me. Ouch, yeah, see, I got hurt a little bit, not too much. But a lot of residents, they prefer to use their own scripted combat system. So it's kind of a hold back from the older days. Restrict pushing. What this allows is if someone's got a, a gun that uses push object scripts, they won't be able to push you using those. However, there's other ways, like some sorts of physics uh, manipulations that allow you to make it look like you're pushing someone, but it's in fact not the same thing. But often, to keep events safe, it's good to turn on restrict pushing. Let me show you an example of that on and off. Belmont Tester is playing the part of the griefer here to harass and abuse Torley Linden, the parcel owner, when restrict pushing is off. This gun here it is a scripted object, meaning that it has LL push object scripting call on it, which will allow it to push objects in Avatar since restrict pushing is off. Keep in mind, not all guns in Second Life have to look like guns. They can just be scripted, and they don't have to necessarily resemble their offline analogs in any meaningful way. So let me go into mouse look and start firing and causing trouble to Torley Linden. As you'll notice, Torley will push. Torley gets shot down. Torley's like, Aah! feeling sad, and Torley climbs back up valiantly. What is Torley going to do? Shoot back? Not just yet. I'm a pacifist most of the time, and I shall go to About Land Options tab and turn on Restrict Pushing. Because now, ha ha ha, when I go back to Belmont's screen and he tries to fire again for round two. No effect. I am not, I mean Torley, as I am not being pushed. So then he's like frustrated. However, did you notice that hover tip on Torley's screen? See, push object scripts will still work if the scripts are owned by the parcel owner. Meaning, if I were to take out a gun, and I don't recommend this, I don't recommend causing more trouble in return that tends to lead to bigger gang wars and all that feudal stuff. You don't want that. But as an illustration, as the parcel owner, if I were hypothetically to wear this gun, as I'm wearing right now, it's a pretty neat watermelon one, woohoo, and then... If I were to go into mouse look myself and take a shot at Belmont, pushing on, boom, boom, he gets it in the end. Let's watch him fall back down if he ever comes back down to earth. Oh, he was just blasted up there under the platform. How very second life. So that's what happens when restrict pushing is off, then back on, respectively.
I've brought a little light more on the situation and we're going to move on to the next thing. Well, I think I've shown you the snapshot before in another. Yes, I have. It just lets you change the, what's shown for the snapshot when someone comes to search for it. It can be a picture of the land. It could be another texture you have. In this case, I just prefer to have my video tutorials advertised, as you can see. You can change just any texture that you can select here. You see it just changes it right away. It just loads. Oh, that's kind of boring. I'll just cancel that. Now, landing point and teleport routing. This is important if you want to give someone a guided experience. Like, say you have a house with a stairwell and it's got a hallway, and you want someone to start at the beginning of that hallway. Well, you should stand at the location and you should choose set, because what that does is it overrides the landing point. If I were to change teleport routing to the landing point specifically, that means when someone else goes to the landing point, I mean, someone teleports onto the parcel, they'll end up at that landing point. So let's have a look at that. Let me just minimize and move it to the edge here. Okay. And then I'll just stand there. Let me take my gun away here. And then I will go back to here and I will set it. Now it will change the coordinates. You notice to 182, 11, 29. So set. And it changes that. Yeah, pretty close. It's, it's pretty much the same thing. Now, Belmont, he's a guest here. And he's going to take his gun away because he's no longer in the griefer mood. He's a good guy now. We'll make him a bad guy again later, though. And say he's flying around and he teleports from another place uh, back into Grasmere, onto my parcel. So if I go back into the map and load up Grasmere and try to teleport onto here, say I teleport onto this section, instead I'll end up as Belmont on the landing point. As you can see, the landing point is right here, right next to Trolley Linden. But if back on Trolley screen, if I change it to teleport anywhere, now we can see that Belmont, he is free to teleport to anywhere in the parcel. He ends up here as desired. And back on Torley's screen again, if I change it to blocked, that means someone can't directly teleport in. They have to find another way in, like fly manually. Okay, so now if I fly off it and I whoop, run, 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 coward, run, <laughs> and I try to map and teleport back in, you'll notice that it end right upside it. You see, because it's blocked. If I go further and I try to go right back in, I end up here again, outside, right outside the parcel, not inside of it. That's usually not a good thing. It's not if you, want, you don't want people to visit, then you can set that to block. But if you do want people to visit, make sure to set it to either landing point or anywhere. And I like anywhere. So let's just set it to that. Now, the media tab onwards. Oh, by the way, I actually already covered this in Parcel Media Tutorials, showing you how to play movies and your land and music too. It's basically the same sorts of principles that can be applied. Voice was covered in a voice chat tutorials. So those were already covered in other ones. Go ahead and see those if you like. But access, this deserves a tutorial of its own. So stay tuned and watch for that. <laughs>